You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud today. This message is being broadcast over the emergency alert system at the request of the New York football giants. This is not a test. Please remain calm and stand by for the following important information. Alright guys, this is Just Giants, completely live, first reaction right after the game. The Giants officially end their season 6-10 and 10, um, with a, uh, a win over the Dallas Cowboys, 23-19. I'm the Football Grump, and with me as always is Mike the Cranky Fan. I am just, just now scraping myself off the floor after <laughs> certain heartache and certain doom, Joe Pisarchik combined with Deshaun Jackson just right before my eyes, but thank God <laughs> the football gods shined upon us because that could have been, you know, those other two things would pale in comparison to this. Uh, yeah, I would say. The Deshaun Jackson one absolutely cost the playoffs. Uh, maybe not exactly in that moment since it wasn't week 17, but this one is only a possible playoffs in this moment. We'll have the full ruling on that at the end of the night. Um, but yeah, the, the Deshaun Jackson one, if, if that doesn't happen, the Giants make the playoffs that year. But this Joe one... Pisarchic, yeah, Joe Pisarchik was more like the symbol of an era. It was yeah, just like, it's really how was. bad the, you know, the lost period and everything. That's like the, the defining moment of it. But this would have been worse because this was something where it felt like for 30 minutes, we tried our best to give a game away, and we finally had a chance to to ice it, and then this happens. So, to be fair, you know, we'll, we'll go through it. Exactly what we're talking yeah. about is is that that second half really got away from the Giants' defense in terms of in terms of yards, first downs, completions, etc. Not necessarily points. I mean, Dallas really only scored 10 points in the whole second half, so it's not it's not like they gave up a giant lead like they did to. Philadelphia and that Deshaun Jackson game, you know, or anything like that. But uh, they, they really were. And Dallas was driving there at the end. But, um, but let's back up. Let's yeah. back up, though. I mean, really, you know, to put the put the defense in that position was set up by the fact that we really had a chance to put our foot on the throat of Dallas in game over. Yeah. And we let them hang around. And the same culprits came back again. In a couple of ways, yeah, yeah. Well, first, before we get too far into this, I am going to pour out my first of two possible shots for the day. Um, this one is for the end of the season and a victory to top it off. So this is Jameson. Thank you for the sponsor, Jameson. Just kidding. Um, uh, this is for a victory, a 4-2 and two division record for Joe Judge on his first year. Not bad. You know, we can, we can talk at length about how good or bad the division is all fucking offseason, but... You play who you have to play, and he won four and only lost two. And both losses were very, very close, came down to the last play. Could have just as easily went 6-0 and as he could have just as easily went 3-3 three and three, or 2-4. Uh, and four, Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're trying to put a little lipstick on a pig. I mean, the fact is this team is still 6-10, and 10, but, you know, we, what we wanted to see was we wanted to see improvement throughout the year. We wanted to see, you know, these steps and – Winning games like this, this was the game absolutely 100% certain last year we would have lost. 
a game oh, in week yeah. three, a game in week three or four this year, we would have lost. You know, all of these things kind of, you know, they they just snatch they snatch the victory from the jaws of defeat from the jaws of victory in this game. So <laughs> that's 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 improvement. I mean, that's what we want here is we're trying to get better. And winning a game like this, you know, it, 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 against a, a horrible quarterback, a bad team, a terribly coached team in Dallas, all these different things. But you know something? When your losers lose, those are still the games you lose. And we are fighting to get rid of losers lose. That's the first step on the way to becoming winners win. Well, I don't, I don't want this this uh, reaction to be too much about the future, but because we're going to talk about all this stuff for the rest of the offseason whenever that starts, which may be right. tomorrow and it may be a couple weeks from now. I don't know. So right. um, we'll get into all that stuff, but, but you're absolutely right. Another thing, you mentioned that Andy Dalton is a horrible quarterback. You know, I know that they were playing bad defenses, but in the last couple weeks, Andy Dalton has not looked bad. He's looked pretty good. This game, he looked like shit. I mean, right from the get-go, missing wide-open guys, um, you know, a lot of fluttering passes. To his credit, bit of a gamer, you know, really hung in there, was taking a lot I, of shots, played with only one hand. I give the- him a lot of credit and a lot of respect for, you know, we talked on our, our podcast that came out today about all the things that Andy Dalton, you know, yeah, and this is his last shot. He was going to give it everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, the guy gets his hand stepped on, you know, and he, he, all these different things. He's playing terribly, you know, blood's everywhere. And, you know, they, they, let's, but also, you know, let's also be fair too, for the giants. They also could have had four to five interceptions. In this yeah. Game that's, too. that's what I was going to say next. So, um, but, but again, people were talking about, oh, Andy Dalton, that this Dallas offense was scoring 30 points per game the last three weeks. Oh, yeah, but those are all against teams with losing records. We are a team with a losing record, and we held them to 19, and he looked like shit in this game. You know, that, that isn't just because Andy Dalton looks like shit. He is what he is, and when he plays bad teams, he can look good. Um, we got to him. We got pressure to him. Leonard Williams was a monster in this game. Holy fuck. Leonard Williams, Kyler Fackrell made his presence known right away. Um even Dalvin Tomlinson got in on the party. Uh, this felt like this felt like the Seattle game where we continuously got pressure. We continuously mm-hmm. beat an offensive line. And I get it. This is not the same Dallas offensive line as a couple of years ago. But it doesn't but, matter. You know, this is a Dallas offensive line that played last week, the week before, and the week before that. So, mm-hmm. it, it yes, it's not a great offensive line. So this isn't necessarily you know high praise coming from us. But at the same time, for the last three weeks, this offensive line has played bad teams, or teams with losing records, and. Yeah eaten you know what I mean they played well so they they did not today the Giants got the better of it and they can you know credit all that now as you were saying you know in the first half I counted four possible interceptions that were all taken away the first one was a literal one for Xavier McKinney that was taken away in a really ticky-tack holding call I I get it I'm not going to complain about it but it was a very close call we're not talking about an egregious call that caused the interception or anything like that um but that one was taken away. We had a drop by Julian Love. We had another one that was deflected by Bradbury and almost picked by, I think, Logan Ryan. And then lastly, one that was dropped by James Bradbury. I mean, those are four turnovers that just just didn't happen. You know what I mean? This could right. have been an absolute blowout. And a lot of times, and almost in this game, those are the difference between victory and defeat. Because these are two really – they're two pretty close teams, you know, you know uh, what they've done on the field. You know the, you can say, well, you know, Dallas is a little better. You know, obviously with uh, um, Ezekiel versus our running game, it's a it's a big difference. But pretty much they they're pretty close. These two teams right now at, at this moment in time, 
And uh, you're right. Little things like that change a game. You know, little little things like coaching mistakes. You know, that that challenge. And during the game, Grum texted me. He's like, "Are they making too much of a big deal about not challenging that one, the the, the fumble?" And it was like, no, that was a huge game. That you know, that knocks Cano out of field goal range. That was a 50 yard well, field goal he hit. Okay, I understand that, but. You have to look at it from McCarthy's point of view. You know, you're looking at a situation where a your offense is doing really well. So, okay, you have that in your back pocket. You think you can move the ball on offense. Okay, that's check one. Check two is how close is that call? It's pretty close. Is that really over like overwhelming evidence that it wasn't a catch? I'm still not even sure if it is or it isn't. So, it, I could it, have it, seen it, it being held up. And then also, if you don't challenge it, you hold on to a timeout and if you don't challenge it, you still have to rely on Gano hitting a 50-yard field goal in the rain. Now, of course, Gano did end up hitting the field goal, so whatever. But you know, that's it's you're hedging your bets, and it was not a clear and obvious thing. Even in re- I've watched the replay like four times, and I still don't really know if it is or isn't a catch. I yeah I. I... I disagree. I mean, at that, if that's one of those key spots in the game. Again, we're you're starting to run out of time. You know that that three points is is very. It changes the way how you're going to play an offense the rest of the way because you're thinking of a different, you know, calculus of numbers and what you need to do. Um, it was close enough. It's close enough to challenge. I've seen, I've seen desperado uh, challenges for things that there's no chance. That yeah. was, you know. You never know with these officials, and you know I, I hate to sound like the cynic, but it's Dallas, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure the NFL would love to have Dallas on a Saturday night wild card weekend on TV over some other options that may present themselves too. So I'm always going to feel like a team like Dallas doesn't get the benefit of the doubt on calls for things. My my, That's how just you've me. changed, my friend. This what? this college football season, and you. With the TV ratings has changed your perspective on officiating. I no, think. It's, I, mean, I mean, it's. Hey, listen. You know, I could. Thank God the NFL is not like the ACC or the Big Ten and changing their rules mid-season because otherwise we would not be in the playoffs if, if Washington loses tonight. Mm. Because a six and ten team is pretty embarrassing to be in the playoffs. You know, not the Giants' fault, but that's the way it is. It but, doesn't matter. You know, no, no matter what scenario plays out, a, lo- a team with a losing record goes in. Right, but I mean, you know, there are teams like, for example, Cleveland today that had a win to get in the playoffs with uh, with ten wins and stuff, and teams like that are out. I, I'm, my my point is that you know, at least the NFL has integrity that these are the rules, these are the parameters. We're sticking with it the whole season, whether it looks bad or not. And you yeah. know, college didn't do that because they you know they want to maximize their revenue. So I I, I just I get a little conspiracy theorist and I get a little. <laughs> sketchy especially when it comes to a team like Dallas but my point being that all of this given McCarthy who has not had a good year coaching this year anyway and this is desperation time should have should have challenged that's fair and you know I'm, I'm not here defending McCarthy but to me the way it was being presented was that that was obvious he should have thrown the challenge flag that changes everything and I do understand it changes the way you run an offense keep in mind they were you know at first and goal you know, on that on that final drive there. I don't know about you, but I was sitting there ready watching the Giants call timeouts to save their, you know, save their time for an offensive drive to score a field goal. That's what it certainly looked like to me. So, yeah. 
I mean, which of course you have to do anyway. You have to have as a contingency. But Leonard Williams plays like an animal. He got three sacks. He's at, at this time credited with three full sacks for this game, which brings him up to 11.5 on the year. Outstanding year for him. Um, also had the pressure on Andy Dalton uh, that caused that interception for Xavier McKinney. Good for him. You know, he had one taken away in a bullshit, not bullshit, on a, on a very ticky tack penalty, but he gets a right. real one. And uh, not for nothing, but uh, if he doesn't make that pick, that's probably a touchdown. I know that yeah. was like a heave, Hail Mary, just kind of get out of pressure, throw. But, um, and, but it was and it's really a throw you never want to do. But place, though. I mean, if you I think... look right behind Xavier McKinney, you have a wide open. I think it was Dalton Schultz wide open. Yeah, I, I think, though, that's a play that Dalton probably no. will think about the rest of his career. Like, I should have just, you know, it was it, so it was second down or third down? I think it was third down, but you know they're going for it on fourth down anyway. Right, they, so there was another play. You, you have another chance. Or, or yeah, throw it out there at the back of the end. Yeah, especially, well, you're, you're out of the pocket, too. So just throw it to the line of scrimmage. Sure. That's sure. all you have to just spike it right at the line of scrimmage. I know, yeah. you know, with somebody bearing down on you, that's not easy. And, and quite frankly, you know, he wasn't just, like, under pressure. Like, Leonard Williams hit his arm as he threw it, too, which probably, maybe he was throwing it out the back of the end zone. I don't know. We haven't had a press conference with him yet, but... Um, you know, I thought I thought McKinney played a good game. Overall, the secondary, in terms of coverage, played pretty well. I was really disappointed with the secondary and their tackling. I mean, throughout the whole game. I know that these are good... Uh, Dalton Schultz is a big guy. He's hard to bring down. Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best running backs in the game. I get all this stuff. But you're never going to knock these guys down by throwing your body weight into them. It's not going to happen. And, you know, if I can really... I, I guess criticize Patrick Graham's unit for anything in this game. It's got to be an emphasis on tackling because all of these throws, if they're going to play this bend don't break, then you have to secure the tackle right where the throw is, right when you I, initiate I like, contact. I feel like for the majority of the game, though, I thought that tackling was pretty good. I mean, you know, there, there wasn't just like these long stretches and gaps in the game. Like Jesus Christ, they can't stop anybody. They just, you know, another missed tackle, another missed tackle. Oh, they get first down. I mean, there were some, but it, it never struck me as a problem in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'll, I'll rewatch this game obviously in, as we do our normal. It was thing, in my but... threshold of like, you know, things happen as opposed to this is a problem. And believe me, I watched football all year on Saturdays where it was a chronic problem. So I know where chronic chronicity is, <laughs> and I don't, I don't feel like that was that today. Defensively, it felt like they had a pretty good game plan against a team that has a capable quarterback to make throws um, and a really good group of skill position players. What it seemed like to me is that Kellen Moore is actually a very good offensive coordinator. He's got an intelligent quarterback playing for him, and he was able to adjust because in the beginning of that game, they gained like 20 yards in like the first half or something like that. Almost until that final drive, it was something like 20 yards he was dreadful in the first half, Dalton. I mean, dreadful. but it wasn't just him; it was every play. Even the running plays were going nowhere. Nothing was happening. Yeah, but for like him. his just like just the balls coming out of his hand were just going all over the place. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. all over the place. He wasn't even, you know, not even close to accurate. Um, let me ask you a question. You know, talking about Dallas for a second. Do you think Dalton is good enough that it gives a little leverage? You know, if they don't want to. Resign Dak for the, the the amount of money Dak wants. I think that they have, um, no, um, and I'm I'm not really a big Dak defender, but right now, on top of the fact that you know it's it's no, 
Uh, I don't quite think that. Um, they also have a lot of issues. They have to they have to address their offensive line issues. I know they have some guys hurt, but Tyron Smith, you know, you have to be assuming it's the end of his career. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Because they you know every one of these, all four of these teams in the NFC East need significant upgrades in multiple spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and do you feel comfortable sinking a a pretty good chunk of your salary cap percentage on one guy? And, you know, what is the the incremental difference between Dak and Dalton? If Dalton is playing, you know, if you give him, you know, the whole the full offseason, you know, and timing, all that stuff, are you how how much of a drop off is it to justify saving? Well, why, why Dalton? I mean, like I mean, at that point, why aren't you talking about like any other quarterbacks? They could. I mean, Matthew Stafford no, could be I mean, entering free agency this I, year. I don't, I don't know what Dalton's contract. I mean, if he's still under contract for another year or two. I yeah, mean, either. I don't know. That was my thought. But yeah. yeah. Um, Let's talk about the offense. Well, yeah. We'll flip to the offense. I'm going to start at the very top and work our way down on people here. So let's start with Jason Garrett. I I, I don't have any problems with the, the way this game was called for the most part. I mean, there's a couple things I could point out that I don't think I can pin directly on him, or maybe I can. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of this, like, give a drive to Gallman, give a drive to Morris thing. I don't really... No. I don't understand that because Alfred Morris is really just not good. He's, he's, yeah, he's a body and he's a, he's a guy. If it's like, to me would be like Gallman, 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 Morris, Gallman, 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 Morris. Yeah. I think you, you add him in situationally. I think he can do things well. I mean, he's smart, but if there's no hole, he's really not going to give you anything. And he's, he doesn't really move very fast. So He's probably going to attack a behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, if Gallman at least makes people miss, you know, Gallman is a serviceable back. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have a great day today. He didn't have a, a terrible day. <laughs> I would that's, eh, um, I, okay, okay. I, I would say that fumble alone makes it a terrible day. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, um, but let's with his actual carries, though. I mean, he did his usual thing of you know making one guy miss and making three guys bring you down. That's that's what I mean. And overall, and to, to who he is as a running back. That's what right. he gives you, and that's good stuff. The fumbles gonna, today were bad. I mean, the situation we're in today, right now at this season, without having Barkley, he's done an admirable job, you know. And you know, as much as we can have hoped for out of him, especially mm-hmm. from a guy from the last couple of years was inactivated for reasons we don't know why by other coaches. So, well, I, I think a lot of that has to do with blitz pickup. It's it's been something that I don't think he's gotten any better at, and coaches were are always going to emphasize protecting the quarterback more than anything. Right. Um, Talk about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones had an on and off day. Uh, you know his stats look a little bit better than he played, but also they look a little bit worse than he played. I mean he's got uh, what two really big drops, one that turned into an interception. It's not his fault. He looked okay. This is his typical okay to me. Um, to me, one of the things that he looked the worst at is just pocket awareness. I mean, there was one play he, he even is credited with a completion, but it took until Andrew Thomas was backed into him that he realized he needed to escape. You know, yeah. the, the other thing is he Caden Smith completely whiffs on a block, okay? He missed his assignment. I get it. Fine. Jones sees it, and he tries to run at it or just run away and throw it away. It was second down. You're not missing out on a drive. Instead, it becomes third and like 19 or 16 or something like that. Awful, awful quarterback play in those situations. But in other times, he's delivering strike. I mean, he he was throwing downfield. He was he was pretty accurate. He made good. Oh, see, reads. I, I was going to criticize him for how 
inaccurate he was for his completions. I mean, is, is it, there was there was Andrew Dalton just completely inaccurate in throwing balls into the second row of the seats and five yards from guys. Then there's how accurate you are when you complete a pass. And okay. there were several, several passes today where, you know, receivers almost had to contort their bodies just to make the catch. And, you know, we part of the problem why we don't have we don't put up a lot of points is that we don't have big plays. Mm. We don't have these 40, 50, 60 yard plays. Part of it is because these guys can't get separation, but part of it is we don't see Daniel Jones hitting guys in stride and, you know, helping everything. It, it, this is, this offense just kind of plods down the field and a lot of it, you know, and today was quite a bit of examples where it's just, guys got to come reach back and catch it. Like, yeah, he caught it, but there's nothing you can do once you do that. And a lot of that was on him today. And I, I even again, I texted you during the game saying, don't let the stats fool you that he's not throwing well. I mean, he picked up his game more after, you know, later on in the game. But that first half, he was not accurate. And so so I'm going I'm to go through the, the all 22 when it's released to go through them because they are situational. There are times that you want to throw low and away because you don't want what happened to Evan Ingram to happen on. And it's it's situational. You have to know, understand the coverage, understand the route and, and see what's happening. So. The idea is that if, if you hit him in strike, he's going to be coming right out of his break. He may not be ready, but that's the only window to hit him. You want it low and away so that if he can't handle it, it just hits the ground. So I have to go through them because I do know what you're talking about, but because of the camera angle and the way that the TV is broadcasting it and the amount of replays I get, I can't really comment on whether or not it was accurate or inaccurate. Oh, I'm not even talking about, I'm not even talking about Ingram. I'm, we'll get to that point. I'm not, I'm not speaking specifically about Ingram. What I'm saying is, there are throws that he threw low and away that guys had to make diving catches for low down. Those are throws that where you want to place it there because you don't want this, the situation that happened with Ingram to happen. Yeah. Um, so, so those are not technically inaccurate. But again, I want to go through it because you know I was thinking the same thing, but I don't have all the information available to yeah, me yeah. based on the shot. These are our initial, you know, mm-hmm. initial reactions, borderlining on hot takes early, right after something happens. So we're all still, you know. Are we still adrenaline out right now? But I mean, yeah. it, but that's something that we, I, I think we've seen. It's something he's had to kind of still grow into the job and do things and ac- accuracy within completions. I, I'm going to say that doesn't reflect necessarily in the stats, but it's something like you need the ball put in exactly a spot where you can maximize the play as opposed to the goal isn't just to catch it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn our attention to the offensive line because I think Andrew Thomas played one fucking hell of a game. I mean, there was one drive. The drive where Caden Smith ruined it with his whiff. Every single play I was focusing in because I watched Andrew Thomas completely sun Alden Smith. And I, I decided to watch him on every play. And he just absolutely dominated the left side of the line. This is a guy that by week six we were talking about he's the fourth best tackle of the top four that were coming out in the draft and that's the guy I don't know what this took. we business is well uh, we <laughs> we the the collective of what the outside world sees as right. football fans you know um, but but for real I mean he played an outstanding game and we outlined in this that Dallas has a bad defense but if there's any strength whatsoever, it's right there up front with Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence and Alden Smith. Those are good pass rushers. And he had no fucking trouble in this game. He might have one bad play, which every left tackle in the league is going to have one bad play per game. So, sure. uh, 
again, I'm going to go through it, but initial reaction is I Daniel Jones seemed to have time. Andrew Thomas seemed to look really good. It was still that right side of the line that was having trouble. And also, I don't know if Will Hernandez, did he get a single snap in this game? I don't remember seeing him at all. I think they completely, for this game, 100% scrapped the rotation of one drive with Will Hernandez and Matt Pear and one drive with Shane Lemieux and Cam Fleming. You know, I it's think amazing. It was completely nixed for this game. You know, it's interesting when uh, Garrett was out with COVID mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, oh, you see how the offense changes when he's not calling plays and everything. Well, offensive line coach was out today with COVID. And is it possible that, you know, instead of doing all the rotations we do on the offensive line that, you know, the, this was the plan. It's like, no, we're just going to stick with our five best and away we go. I mean, maybe that's, that's not an indictment on anybody, but you know, I, I'm surprised that, you know, you know, Aikman and Buck didn't pick up on that, that, you know, he was out and, you know, it has been a storyline, the use of the offensive line, you know, an offensive line coach was fired this year, a a unique way of rotating guys in and out the struggles that Andrew Thomas had early on the struggles. Will Hernandez had early on. And, you know, that just kind of flew under the completely under the radar today. And maybe that's something that, you know, there's going to, have to be an upgrade in the offensive line. We know that the right side has to has to be upgraded. And you know, we right now we feel pretty comfortable with three of the five spots right now. And we still, you know, Will Hernandez and part are still part of a rotation. You know, so we feel we're feeling more and more comfortable with the depth of the line. But we're not done yet building this. And I think with this off season, I'm assuming that a relatively high draft pick will be used somewhere on the offensive line. Uh, finally an off season where these guys can work together with their coaches, work on technique, work on all these different things, work with the strength and conditioning. I expect to see, you know, another quantum leap jump in this offensive line next year. Yeah. Ziggy, she says you can't jump until you draft an offensive lineman. Sorry. This is a quantum (laughs) leap joke for people who are probably a little bit older than me, maybe a little bit younger than you. Right. I don't know. I don't know the, the Scott Bayo <laughs> timeline between our age gap there. Is that Scott Bayo? Is it? In Quantum Who, Leap? In, yeah. On Quantum Leap? Scott Bakula, oh, I'm sorry. Bakula, Whatever. It? It's a it's it's over my Jesus age gap. Chachi was not <laughs> Sorry, on that sorry, show. Jesus. Now. now you see the age difference between me and Grump is that uh Chachi, he he thinks Scott Bayo is yeah. Charles in charge, and I think Scott Bayo <laughs> is happy days. So okay, that's Whatever. Jeez. Sorry, sorry about that one. Um yeah. I, I still at least show, knew what Quantum Leap goes. was, which was, I think, off the air by the time I had brain cells. So, I'm pretty sure it was off the air before uh, Necessary Roughness was on, where he was the uh, the star of that classic. Um, uh, we're... <laughs> Let me tell you something. When fucking Graham Gano oh, yeah. missed that extra point, I was calling on Kathy Ireland to be our new kicker. But you know what? Forward. Look, I don't know what happened. That, and we never got a replay of the hold. I want to look at that one too because he continues to nail 50 yarders. So, you know, that wasn't just like he missed it. You know what I mean? That was completely shanked. So I'm going to look at the way his yeah. foot planted. I'm going to look at the snap. I'm going to look at the hold. And and maybe the play clock too. I don't you know, remember. Also, I don't know. I mean, I live eight miles away from the Middlelands and it's been pretty crappy all mm-hmm. day today. It's been, it's been rainy. There was some snow this morning and – you know, that might have led to why Dalton was so inaccurate. That may have led to part of why Daniel Jones was 
inaccurate in his completions. It might have led to, you know, the bad extra point. Who knows? So the weather conditions, I think, were a... Oh, a certainly at the end. Too. I don't think Gallman fumbles if it's not pouring. I mean, I know he got nudged, but <laughs> this isn't a situation where he got completely corralled, the ball got punched out. I mean, it really looked like it just popped free. So... That dumbass, as soon as you got the first down, she just took a knee. And I know. At the end of Look, it. I, that's, that's, I get it. I get it. I hear you. It's so easy for us on TV to say, mm-hmm. take a knee, or after a guy gets a pick, just go down. But I, I know it's... He had a lot of green the in NFL front of him. In the background. Nothing seals a game like adding yeah. more points. But, you know, you're, you're not wrong. Exactly. I'm not saying that. Just, But, you know, at the same time, Xavier McKinney knew had enough sense to lay down in the end zone. Yeah. And he's 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 played his second game, third game. So, look, I, I want yeah, exactly. I mean, to I want to you know Xavier McKinney. I think played a great game. You know, for for three games in the NFL, he's finally able to hit the field after breaking his foot early on in the summer. I think. Yeah, and it wasn't the spring, right? That was like in training camp. Yeah, it was later on. It was yeah. later on. So he's yeah. played well. He's. I, I, it's hard to say if he's playing up to his second round status, um, but. Uh, Oh, he I had mean, one definite on. pick I mean, and then one taken I mean, away. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, yeah. What does this all mean? mean? It means that we're watching Let's... TV tonight. It means that we're watching we're yeah. watching live TV. We're not watching Netflix. We're not watching we're not watching NCIS New Orleans tonight. That's or that's a pretty good. Any of the horse shit that anyway, Fox but... has put out. My God. Um, I, I, there's nothing like watching commercials for the masked singer all year and then switch to the masked dancer and then every other competition show on the planet. Hey, it beats 4,000 fucking commercials for the <laughs> totally playoff. Fair. I mean, hey, did you know that Ohio State's playing Alabama on January 11th on ESPN? Oh, my fucking idiots. Um, Sorry. So, so yeah, so that game. means that we're watching to see if we're even in this playoff. Philadelphia, without a lot of its star players, has to beat Washington, who is playing with a quarterback with, like, a quarter of a leg. I'm not really sure what Alex Smith's yeah. official status is, but... He's starting, and he's got one leg completely maimed and repaired using com- some of the muscle from his other leg, and then he's got a calf strain that sidelined him for a while, but he's starting. So it all rests on Alex Smith's legs. I mean, if he if he aggravates that injury in any way and can't play, we're looking at a guy whose name I'm not sure I'm pronouncing right. Yeah. Heineken. I mean, Heineken. yeah. Um, it's not even a good year. You know what? As a kid who's seen Austin Powers before he was able to drink, I was very excited to try Heineken, and it is really awful. <laughs> it's it's among the worst beers. Hey, man, you're not old enough to watch Blue Velvet, where I say "fuck Heineken, Pabst Blue Ribbon." So I mean, I don't understand that reference, but I I did I did drink PBR. Okay. All all you older giant fans, I'm hopefully got that reference, and if not, go watch Blue Velvet. Okay. Great movie. Um. I got called out for my opinion on any given Sunday, so we're going to have to do a collab podcast. You, me, uh, we'll see if we can get Bobby Skinner on here, maybe Justin Panic as well, for our favorite sports movies. Because I I think any given Sunday is a great uh, effort that was just a bad fucking movie. uh, I I saw it once, I didn't like it, so I'll be be happy to slam it. I got called out for that one. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be certainly prepared with my list of the. We'll do my sports, sports and then we'll just do just football movies. Because as far as, mm. as sports movies, I there's a lot of good ones. Is, there's not that many good football movies. I gotta say, I, I'm trying to think if there is any good. I don't think Rudy's bad. Other than like, it's not great, but I mean, for when uh, it came out, you know, it's it's you know, it's a pretty good movie. Um, Longest I'm gonna Yard's say pretty good. The original. 
Nuke Rock the All-American, maybe, but it's mm. so dated now, it might be just, but... I mean, even even goofy movies like know. Old Giants. Oh, Never saw oh, it. There's, there's our age gap right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't... <laughs> um, okay, so that's kind of... Do- that, that, this is just our initial reaction. We'll still have our normal podcast stuff. Yeah, well, go ahead. Last thing, last jam thing it in there. Before, before we go is, how does this win, regardless of what happens tonight, how does it change your outlook, and how should Giant fans change your outlook heading into the off season as opposed to forget even if we blew forget if we blew a big lead or something just if we lost let's say we lost 23-10 and we just lost how should our outlook but outlook as change? into like what organizational change? changes need to happen or outlook as in like no, how I, I view well, the I mean, season well I'm I'm starting something we can control maybe is just like how should we be looking going into the how should we feel going into the off season how should giant fans treat this team going into the offseason I mean should my what I'm hoping is that giant fans understand that we are getting better but we are just because we are in we could potentially be in the playoffs does not mean we are a playoff team so it's kind of like it's a little bit of a balancing act between well this team still sucks and this team is better than they are well I mean, the, how do you look at the it? easy way to look at it is that this one game doesn't define a single thing I mean the the problems this year are the same problems they've always had I mean they're just growing and but, yeah but perception per, perception uh, that's that's fine but you're asking my opinion up. you know when when I when I look at yeah. this when I look at the way this game was played let's just say that let's just say that the Gallman fumble was overruled and and Andy Dalton Ezekiel breaks a tackle for a touchdown okay whatever Whatever we lose this game in heartbreaking fashion, but the rest of the game plays out exactly the same way. Okay, we're looking at the same problems we've seen all year. We're watching a growing offensive line that probably needs one more talented piece at least, and then just time. And we're looking at a wide receiver group that needs talent. I mean, just adding a guy like Dante Pettis, who San Francisco was happy to kick to the curb and give up on a second-round pick, just his speed alone does so much for a team that just doesn't have speed on the outside and quickness. I mean, Sterling Shepard had a fucking monster game today. Oh, yeah, we've, we've got to mention him. I mean, yeah. that guy... Eight catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. And not only that, you know... And a running touchdown, sorry. Yeah, the, the, the play finally worked for once. <laughs> yes. But they were, they were just... They were key plays at key times. And there was this, there was a one little stretch here where he had, like, I think two or three in a row where it's just like, he's dominating this game right now. That was the Caden and, Smith drive. That was a drive that Caden Smith blew. And I've been and I've been pretty, I've been kind of critical of him. I I think he's you know, I've said a couple of times on this show where I think that this receiver group that this fan base thinks is a lot better than actually is, and I, I kind of lumped him with there also. But he really, he I think he's the best we've in, got. I gotta say, I don't. I think he's better than Darius Slayton. I think he offers more than Golden Tate. I think he offers more than uh, Dante Pettis. That's I that. don't even think the other guys are in the same league as him. Yeah. That doesn't mean that he's an All Pro, but. True. You know, I, 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 I'm still pretty down on this receiving group as, as a whole, but he definitely stepped up in a time where he had to. Unlike Ingram, some some guys who just continuously, you no, know, and, I, and I tweeted it out, or maybe I texted it to you, I don't remember, but I said this whole season could be defined, you know, either way by three or four Ingram screw ups. Yeah, it's true. You know, we we very easily could have won that Eagle game. Mm-hmm. You know, we very easily could have lost this game. You know, all these type of things where you know, maybe for all of a sudden that the record isn't six and ten. All of a sudden, the record is eight and eight because of a couple of fluke yeah, plays. We're not even having this fucking podcast right now. We're How, just cheersing. 
Well, just also, I think your whole perception of this team is completely different. It's yeah. like all of a sudden now, wow, we made the jump. We're a 500 team. If you're a 500 team, you don't have to go to work tomorrow and defend why the Giants may be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eight eight is a whole different ball game than six and ten. So, so I mean, to, to answer your question, things- like how we view this, whether it's a win or a loss, the problems are still the problems. You know, in defense, we have a really great coordinator who made a lot out of a little, but they need another corner to play opposite Bradbury. That's a lock. They need an edge rusher. At least those two things. You know, they need it. Maybe they need new tight ends to start grooming for Evan Ingram. They need wide receiver help. They might need another guy in the offensive line. I, I, you know, I don't think that anything changes whether they win or lose this game. I know everybody wants to put everything on the GM and everything on the offensive coordinator, and, and but it doesn't work like that. I mean, this game doesn't ch- – the outcome of this game, you know, the way it was played when you watch it, it's just – this is a game oh, that last yeah, year Dave Gettleman's I, I, Giants yeah, lose and the year of- before Dave Gettleman's Giants lose and the year before that Jerry Reese's Giants lose. So Yeah, I wasn't going for – what this specific game means for your perception is just how the outcome if we lost it what is your well what that's what your... i'm saying is that when you yeah, look at yeah. this game if it's a loss and you add it to the total of this year i don't think it changes much i mean we talk about this every week so we have a built up archive of these pros and cons of what the team has become what they are and you know how far they've come over the last couple of years and maybe how far they haven't come in a couple of years in certain areas this one game doesn't doesn't alter that. We have, we have built this up weekly over the over the course of a, a season, um, so this doesn't change shit for me. So I, I right. mean, I think this game is right, perfectly in context with the rest of the season. They played a close game. They played dominantly on one half, and then they kind of slipped away a little bit there. And that's partly because teams adjusted because they don't have the talent to play otherwise. They had to game plan their way into this, this game. Team, this team is not good enough to play a consistent 60 minutes. That's the thing. We even said that yesterday. You know, we just, we were concerned that, you know, can they put it together for 60 minutes of playing good football to win? And we were not very confident about that because we've seen it all year. We've seen periods where the offense looks really good and then it just stalls out. We've seen stretches where the defense kind of just isn't on and then other times it looks great. Mm-hmm. We got just enough. You know, if this game goes another five minutes, who knows? But you know, at the end of the day, they won, and all you can do is take care of your own business and let the fates be where they may. So, if, you know, Philly wins tonight. Thank you, Philly, <laughs> and we will worry about Tampa Bay next week. And if not, correct, then we start planning for next year. And uh, you know, we will talk about this all off season, but you know. If you, uh, you know, guys, to me like Gettleman and Garrett, I I don't even think that they're even conversations about replacing over the off season. I really don't, especially Garrett. I mean, I just think the pieces he had to deal with, you know, I I don't think it's it, and the pre- lack of preparation he had to do it. I I don't think it's a fair assessment for it. And we weren't that horrendous to say it's an obvious problem. Well, I mean, so. if you just look at the opening half for what Jason Garrett was able to orchestrate, you know, pre-script, I guess, if you will, based on tape, um, he was outstanding. I mean, offense in the first half was great. If you take away the Evan Ingram interception, uh, I mean, who's to say that Dallas scores anything more than three points in the first half? You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they were charging down the field, and it's just, it's honestly, it's a slip-up. Coaches, coach? I'm sorry, I'm the sorry, not the, Evan Ingram, not, not the Evan Ingram interception. I mean, the, the Gallman fumble, the first one. 
That's yeah. that was what led to three points because Dallas didn't have to go anywhere. I don't think they even got a first down on that drive. They just kicked a field goal from where they right. picked up the ball. So, you know, at the end, the, of, the, the end op- of the day, Grump. Yeah, coaches coach, but players got to play. Yep. It's a combination, and you can't just say, well, you know, because we could execute well, get rid of the offensive coordinator. No, it's not exactly it altogether. You know, if they're in the be- if they're ever put in the best positions to succeed and they can't execute, that's not on the offensive coordinator. You know, that's not that's not Garrett's fault that uh, Gallman fumbled either time. No, it's not Gallman's fault that Ingram had a ball go through his hands. Not his fault. Not his fault when a left tack or when a, an offensive lineman whiffs on a block. It's not his fault. You put him in the right position to make those plays. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So that's going to do it for us. We're going to do our normal podcast stuff throughout the week. You know, tonight changes everything. Uh, you know, there's a good chance that we have a very happy podcast tomorrow. It's it, uh, not a good chance. There's a fifty-fifty chance. Um, there's only one thing that defines whether or not we're going to the playoffs at well, this point. So let's put it this way: you will not hear an angry podcast tomorrow. You may hear a very happy one. We're in the playoffs. We're thinking about Tampa Bay. But I think even if uh, if Washington loses, we will not be angry. I mean, we did all we could do. Yeah. If, we, the only thing I can be no, upset about is, is shitting the bed. In one game this year, you pick any game where they they shit the bed. The Philly game, the Dallas game, um, those are the ones that come to mind immediately because the Philly game he, kill, that, that Philly game is the one that kills it for me. Oh, uh, that Tampa just, game kills we, it for me. That Tampa game really pisses me off. Well, yeah, I mean that costs us a big dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that hurt. Five, well, that there's a chance for us to go double ways. or nothing, you know. Oh, believe me, that's already out there and. You guys know who you are, and I know one of you is lurking and listening to this show too. So, who, by the way, said we they thought we do a good job. Oh, thank you. But yeah. All right. Well, that, that's going to do it for us for this quick reaction, quick forty minute. This 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 reaction to the game, this immediate <laughs> reaction to this game. I want to again thank Jameson for uh, sponsoring us with this victory shot that I was able to take to end the season with a four and two divisional record and a win over the Dallas Cowboys. First time that's happened in several years since twenty sixteen. Isn't that right? We've had some brutal losing streaks against uh, our division rivals. And the Philly one, we have to kind of – we have to figure out next year. But the Dallas one was a pretty big one. I think it was seven games, eight games. Yeah, well, the Philly, the Philly – we've ended all of them. We've beaten every single one of our divisional opponents at, one, at least once. That's right. Year. We beat Philly. Yeah, yeah we beat yeah. Philly once. We beat Dallas once. And we swept Washington this year. So great, great divisional record for Joe Judge in his first year. You know, lots to build on because those were mostly close games. Um, and here's, the, here's something we have to look in our – you know, going forward that – Again, we are all four teams, the NFC East, kind of on equal footing right now. They're almost like expansion teams starting over. So the question is going to be, what from this point forward, what do we do to distinguish ourselves from the other three teams in the division? Because at the end of the day, you know, it's nice to measure yourself against these other teams, but what we have to worry about first, goal every year, win your division. Mm-hmm. Easiest way to make the playoffs, win your division. You should go 6-0 in your division. Yeah. Win your division. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. So we will see you all uh, Tuesday morning, I guess. Um, so yes. uh, as always, let's root for Philadelphia tonight, <clears throat> I guess. Um, One, two, three. Go, go Giants. Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Never. All right, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Bye. Fly, Eagles, fly. I'm ending this.